The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the available lines ahead of the college basketball tournament on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello, welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chief, some host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. On Wednesday, the Chiefs turned the page to Sunday night football against the Green Bay Packers. We heard from head coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, and defensive lineman Chris Jones. We'll go in that order, starting with the Chiefs head coach, followed by quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Then we'll take a quick timeout. When we get back, we'll wrap things up with Chris Jones. Here's Andy Reid. McKinnon uh, won't practice today. Everybody else will go. Nick Bolton will get some work today, and we'll just bring him along slowly, see how he does. Um, for the challenge of playing the Packers, good football team, a great environment for a football game. Um, you know, Matt does a nice job with, um, you know, with the responsibilities of being a head coach and also working heavily with the offense. Uh, Joe Barry, their defense coordinator, does, does a great job there scheme-wise. And, um, you know, the person all they have is, is very good, and then Adam, uh, you know, works uh, with the offense. Likewise, he's the offensive coordinator. Works with Matt, and uh, they've put together, obviously, over the years, a, a good offense. They brought their quarterback along, done a done a real nice job with that, and he's playing at a high level. So, um, along with uh, the receivers and the rest of the bunch, obviously, the offensive line, defensively, that. You know, it starts with that defensive front that they have there. <clears throat> They've got more than the four that start that can come in there and uh, and play. And um, and then their linebackers are they're getting healthy there, so um, they're they're playing well too. And then secondary wise, they're getting healthy there too. And so I'm, I'm sure the experience that the young guys had will uh, will benefit them down the road, but also give them quality depth there. So, and then special teams is also doing one. So with that time, you're... Andy, what, what do you remember about Mike Holmgren calling you to go to Green Bay at, at, at that time? I, I think you knew the call was coming eventually, yeah. but... I remember you and me, Vahe, had no gray hair, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, he, it, I mean, this is corny, but he had made... He, he said... I'm gonna promise you I'm gonna hire you someday, and so he did. You know, he he uh, was good on his promise. Yeah. And, and at that point, I mean, your whole career had been collegiate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What sort of thought did it really require to say, "Yeah, I'll, I'll do this"? Well, it was a good opportunity. I mean, I I, I still I mean I've worked for Mike Holmgren for 
the seven years, and I had a hard time believing anybody did it better, and I still feel that way. So he, he was a great head football coach, <clears throat> great offensive mind. So I uh, was very fortunate to get into that situation. I knew him from BYU and uh, where he was coaching the quarterback. So, uh, you know, that that was an easy – That it was, professionally it was easy. Personally it was tough because of the relationships I had with the Missouri staff. You have a reputation of being a player's coach. Is that – Something you learned during those early days of Holmgren, or where did that kind of set in for you? Yeah, he, I, thought he, I thought he managed the players well, and um, he had a good feel for – he was a good people guy, um, good feel for that. Uh, I also had a chance to play for Lavelle Edwards, so and he was a phenomenal guy with, with the players. So, I mean, that was one of his uh, great strengths. So I, I had those you know, a couple examples there, and I, I mentioned – I'm not sure it was you guys, but I mentioned to somebody here that I was lucky to have good high school coaches, junior college, college, you know, and all the way up through. <laughs> Very fortunate that way. The good you, people. Yeah. What do you remember about uh, being in Lambeau for those game days and do you cherish going back when you get the chance? Yeah, I mean, the, the only time I go back is when we play there. Um, but it, listen, it's a lot like Kansas City that way. They're passionate about football. Um, and. Uh, it's a it's, it is a neat environment. Um, I mean, we look forward to the, that challenge of going up there and playing. I know our guys do. So, but I had a I had a great time there. You know, we won won a world championship, and um, so my experience there was was, was uh, top notch. You guys got to face Love a couple of years ago on his first start, right? You hadn't seen much of him. What you guys had the little bit of time to get ready for that, and what you see of him now, what sort of things is he kind of really grasping? Yeah, I mean, world of difference. He, he's playing really good football right now. Um, yeah, you look, start looking at his numbers, and they're up there the last, last few games here. So he's done a nice job. Andy, uh, he didn't play much the other day, but I want to get your thoughts on Wanya uh, Morris, how he did when he was in the lineup there. Yeah, you know what, Adam? He, he did a nice job. He, uh, he played well for couple plays that he was in there. Physical. Could have given him a, a couple reps in there. You know. uh, Coach, you used the term uh, talking about Rashi Rice, <coughs> Patrick Friendly. Can you maybe expand upon what Patrick Friendly is? For yeah, so um, getting better at understanding how to play against these zones, these crazy zones that uh, these defenses throw at you and, and getting into space where you're available. So it's not always the way it's drawn up on a piece of paper. You know, so you've got you've to gotta have a feel. And so when I say that, I'm saying he's got a feel and he's, now he's building in all those different defenses and kind of seeing that and putting that together, which is good. He'll, he'll keep being challenged this year. This will be a big challenge for him, this team here. So, um, but he's getting better every, every week at that. I know every player is different, but is there kind of a – a straight line as receivers get better? Is it a bumpy stock market looking a couple steps back, three steps forward? Yeah, it kind of depends on, I mean, if you look at Kels, there are certain times when Kels <clears throat> doesn't catch a lot of balls, but they're doing something there that allows somebody else to catch it. So it's hard to just go off in numbers alone. So, but they're, and then there's the part of the youth part where they might throw something out of me. You go, eh.
just don't repeat that. Eh, right? Learn from it, and then get yourself in a position where you're, where, you know, where you where you're available. So you have that part, but you also have the part that if teams are putting a lot of emphasis on them, then somebody else has got to step up. Coach, what made you have the happiest or the staff happiest as they looked at the tape? What were they most impressed about with your guys' performance? And probably what I said after the game, just the fact that we were able to come back. Um, you know, we, we were down by 14, and um, the guys, they, they didn't flinch. They actually picked it up, um, and coaches likewise, and uh, that's a tough thing to do in this league, uh, especially after the week before that um, and Thanksgiving, all those things. It can be used as excuses, yeah, but they didn't do that. They just they picked everything up and said, we've got to play better. And I hear things on the sidelines, so I, mean, I, have, I have a good feel that most people don't hear. So, um, and the guys, the leaders were really uh, encouraging guys. And uh, so that, I, I thought all that was positive. Coach, I know I've asked you before about you know, how difficult it is for these rookies to come into your system as receivers and pick everything up. Was Rasheed, the way he's pacing, he's going to end up in that category with Deshaun and Jeremy. I know they're all different players and speed sizes, those things, but are there characteristics that you saw in Rashid that, you know, that carry on, that you think that you saw in Jeremy and Deshaun too? Yeah, all three are a little bit different. Uh, Deshaun is, you know, fast. Like the, he's normally the fastest guy in the field. And um, um, and Jeremy's kind of, he's very fast, but he's also strong, big and strong. And then Rashid has got good speed and and even stronger than what Jeremy was. So um, they're all different. All three are different. Uh, probably the they're smart and they they have that feel for the game. Uh, that would be the things that are are common. Coach, so much is made about your opening script. You have the two drives that go three and out, and I think it's four plays a second. How how does that maybe alter? That wasn't a very good opening script, right there. <laughs> um, yeah, they did a good job on us uh, with that. And um, yeah, I mean, you can move things around. Uh, what they were showing us was as similar what would work on the script. We just had to kind of go back and you know, retool a couple things there. We'll go right across the room, Todd Blair, Bahe, and sort of. And you wonder, on the, the touchdown Justin scored right before halftime, <clears throat> what, what was the route he was supposed to run there? I mean, it looked like he came off on the stack and kind of went. He got drilled. Side. Yeah, he got drilled. Yeah. So, um, knocked down and then bounced up. He was supposed to continue going, but I mean, he got knocked down, jumped up, and there was a hole there. Pat was moving, and he just stayed there, you know, and was able to catch it. But that was a heck of a hit. Not a lot of guys bounce up from that the way he bounced up. I mean, that was, that was something. So he was supposed to keep going to the back yeah, just, the end zone? Yeah, okay. yeah, right in the back. Where? And I guess this falls under the category you can only control what you can control, but you're in the stretch. You're in a stretch of games where your opponent uh, has more rest advantage than, than you do. Uh, six straight games, I think, that. How, how big an advantage is rest? Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, you know, uh, Dr. T harps on the guys about sleep patterns and all this stuff. I mean, we... Well, we just talked about it yesterday. Uh, he presented to the to the guys yesterday about sleep patterns, and so um, 
he's always keeping that information available for the guys in case those kind of things happen. And when you've been a good football team, uh, you're going to have those kind of schedules. You know, you're just going to, it's uh, like this, this game here, it's a Thursday night game. You're going to have, I mean, excuse me, a Sunday night game. So all of a sudden, by the time you get back, that week is a little bit shorter than what possibly would have been. So, but starts in training camp, preparing yourself, make sure you take care of your body, make sure you get your sleep, all those things. Yeah. And then it should work out okay for you. Andy, I don't think you ever met Hank Stram, but I, but I wonder what you, what you think about his legacy and whether that was even part of what made this job appealing to you um, with the history and the Chiefs. Yeah, um, I was a big Hank Stram fan uh, because of Mike Garrett. And Mike Garrett guy grew up in that same area I grew up in, <clears throat> followed him, his career at SC, and then when he came to Chiefs, I became you know, a Chiefs fan. And uh, so um, I, I had watched Hank Stram. He was somebody I was familiar with and had a lot of respect for. I mentioned after the game, I mean, even to be listed in with his name there, I, I just... It's crazy, but um, I, then when I coached at Missouri, I, I would come up here and visit with Howard Mudd, and who um, was the line coach here at the time, so I was familiar with the organization, and, uh, and you know, it's always been a class organization, so that, I guess all of that together, well, I'm not giving you a clean-cut answer here with yeah, that. Yeah, but, but, but all that, and, and I assume you thought of Hank as an innovator, too, I mean, yeah, great personality, and yeah. uh, he, he obviously worked close with Lynn Dawson, and um, so, and they they were good. Last one, sir. Uh, Coach, I know you try to fix everything, right? You try to get better everyone, but on the defense end, it's somewhat picking nits here because the defense has been so good. But the run defense is the part statistically that lags back, but is that not the concern that maybe it would have been? I know the league's kind of you're going to throw it, right? The whole league kind of imitates doing that now. They're going to throw it. Is it? Is it? Is that by design almost to focus to take the pass away first? And yeah. A few on the ground, we'll live with it. Spags, uh, they spent a lot of time with that. Joe Collins, Spags, you know, all the coaches, Brendan, um, to make sure that that's, you know, that it's sound. Um, so we're, we're doing better. Than, than we had there, so we're, we made some improvement. And um, but you better be able to handle the pass uh, in, in this league too. And uh, our guys are doing great at that. Yeah. I guess is it a conscious like it's okay? If we, no, not no, because you're always you're striving to do better, right? You're striving to do better. So when I stand up and I go, hey, we can get better in a lot of spots. Well, that. Yeah, we can get better there. So don't just rest on that. Keep pushing yourself. And one of the tricks of being an NFL player is we're going to exploit what you're great at, and then we're going to help teach you the things you're not quite great at to get better. So now you have a complete game. So that's, in general, how what, what you're asking the question on. I mean, we're working on that to get better at that. All right. Thank you. Congratulations on being the AFC Offensive Player of the Week. Mm. Do those accolades mean a lot to you? 
Yeah, they still mean a ton. I mean, obviously, it's 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 an award of playing great football, which is hard to do in this league. And so, um, I think it, it still means a ton, and uh, it speaks to the team mostly. I mean, most times you win the game, and guys around you make plays to get those awards. And so, um, it was a good week for us offensively, and we're gonna try to keep it rolling. Patrick, could you talk about that Watson touchdown right before halftime? He gets knocked down, and Andy said he was supposed to drag across the mm -hmm. back of the end zone. Like, what, what's your progression there? What did you see, and when did you realize that Watson was kind of, hey, he's right there, he's wide open? Yeah, no, it was, uh, he was, I mean, Coach Reed said it right. He's supposed to go across the end zone, and then Travis is supposed to be behind him, and um, I went back to find kind of him in that spot, and obviously didn't see him and saw Travis, and so my next read is to the running back for the check down, and as I was kind of scanning back to the left, I saw him getting back up, and I was like, if you get back up, you're going to be wide open for a touchdown, and so... Uh, um, it speaks to him, though. I mean, getting hit like that and being able to bounce back up and get the touchdown, uh, you just got to keep fighting to the end. So, Ken Reed dropped this, uh, the Patrick Friendly line this week. Mm -hmm. He talked about Rasheed and probably applies to other receivers, too. But when he says that, what does Patrick, becoming Patrick Friendly mean to you? Uh, I think just... I mean, it's just, the, just how you work. I think that's the biggest thing is if guys continue to work and continue to practice and I get a feel for how they run routes and a feel for um, how they're seeing stuff on the football field, it just makes it easier. It makes my job easier. And so uh, um, guys have done that um, throughout my career, and uh, he's done a great job of that in year one, which doesn't happen a, a lot of times with the receivers. And so um, the goal for him now is to keep working, keep getting better, don't be satisfied with where he's at, and uh, uh, hopefully get him uh, more bigger games as his career goes on. How's he doing adjusting the zone? It looked like there were a couple times you would try to throw him open when he had the defender on him, mm -hmm. and you guys weren't quite on the same page. Is he getting better at finding that soft spot? He is. He's getting a lot better. He doesn't make the same mistakes. I think that's the biggest thing. And um, there's little things here and there where we might not be on the same page, but once he, we talk about it on the sideline, he doesn't make that mistake again. And that's why you see he's gotten better and better throughout the season. Um, and so uh, it's uh, it's one thing to be able to beat man coverage when you come into the, the NFL because that's, that's played everywhere, but the zones are so much more complex than college. It's Sometimes they have to recognize it on the fly. And so it's just about getting better and better throughout the season. Patrick, what do you think it says about Andy to have surpassed Hank Stram as the Chiefs winning as coach? And what, what's that mean to you, if anything? Yeah, I think I think the biggest thing for me um, when it talks about Coach Reed is that he knows how to win with with a lot of different players, um, and that speaks to the the person that he is. Um, you always have to build a different culture. You always have to adapt your team to the players that you have on your team, um, and he's done a great job of that, not only here but in Philly and when he was assistant coaches and all, all around the league and in college. And so um, it speaks to the person that he is because he can relate to everybody and he can go out and get the best out of every single person. That's sort of related to that to the point that you're making, I think, too, to do it with two different. Mm -hmm. complete environment, culture, cultural differences. Is that, is that sort of the point you're making? That, that yeah, exactly. And, and in the NFL, you're getting people from every culture and every environment. And um, I think he does a great job of, of being able to be that, that father-like figure or uncle or whatever you want to call it. And he can make get, get the best out of you uh, no matter where you – if you grew up with a lot of money, grew up with no money, no matter where you grew up, I mean, he, he knows how to relate to you and get the best out of you. That he builds. You said earlier in your career you were always pulling it to throw. How, how far along do you think you've come in cho you know, choosing when to pull, when to, you know, Yeah, no, I mean, it's, uh, I still, there's, every game there's one or two that you wish you'd have thrown or wish you'd have handed off, it seems like, but I've gotten a lot better at it. Um, teams have really tried to focus on not giving away those throws, but I think you see that's why uh, Pop can really run the football and get those extra yards is because instead of those, if him breaking one tackle and the guy being right there, the guy has to hesitate his feet, and that's why he can break that tackle and keep getting those extra two or three yards. And so 
Um, he, he does a great job of that, and, and and I know with our offensive line and our running back with our running backs that we can get those yards. So even sometimes if I might need to throw it, I just hand it off and let let Pop run because I wouldn't be the one tackling him. Patrick, when uh, as we get into you know, this the last full month of the season, we know that y'all always think about playoffs. You know, looking for that Super Bowl run. When does it actually start clicking in the season that like, hey, we need to let's actually start getting going. Um, for me, it's I mean it's it's all the time, off season, in season, whatever it is. I'm always knowing that you take the the day you want to maximize the day and get better and better but at the end of the end of the day you're working for that ultimate goal which is the super bowl and so um you have to take a weekend a week out um but your mentality should be i'm going to do this today to be better uh for the next day and for the next day until the, the super bowl the super bowl comes and so um we have a great game this week a great challenge and a great environment um against a great football team and so for us um how can we get better today that we we play that football game and we can find a way to win it um that will be towards our ultimate goal which is the super bowl talking about environment what's it like playing at lambeau field is it a lot like the opponent's experience here at Arrowhead? um i, I haven't got to play like an actual game i've, I've actually not I've never got to play a game in general because the games that i've been there were the fourth preseason games um so I, I wasn't playing in the games and so i'm extremely excited for it um i mean i've watched it my whole entire life um, and I know it's going to be a hostile environment and the fans are going to be loud. It's going to be a lot like Arrowhead is to a, a other teams like you're saying. Um, but I'm excited. If you, if you love football, you, you love Lambeau Field, and I'm excited to get the opportunity to play there. Patrick, the, uh, the throw you made to Travis, I'm sure you've seen it online, over the shoulder of the defenders right on. Like, it's pretty obvious that's a hell of a throw. Like, what do you see there? Like, it looks... My guess is you can see nothing. I honestly, I honestly think I pulled the string a little too much. Uh, I, I think I, if I'd have thrown it the way I wanted to, it wouldn't have been that close to to his helmet. Um, I would have thrown it over his shoulder a little bit more and let him. Um, but uh, great tight end, Tr Travis did the late hands and it, it made it made it look even better for me. Um, he did the late hands, caught it, and got upfield and kind of got those yards anyways. But when I threw it, I, I thought I hit the dude in the helmet for sure. Like I, I thought I pulled it back just a little bit too much, and so. Uh, um, Sometimes you gotta give your great players chances to make great plays, and that's what he did. That was, that was one that was as much about having the confidence that if I put it out there, he'll go get it. Right? Yeah, one hundred percent. Coach Reed challenged me over the, over the bye, really, and and through these next weeks of just trusting your guys to go out there and make plays. And um, I've tried to do that these last few weeks, and uh, they've they, it's paid off because the guys have been making some plays for me. With Kelsey, we're halfway through the year. I mean, a retirement thing has come up. Have you noticed any slowing down when it comes to him or changing his game just because he's a little bit older? Um, not necessarily. I mean, um, I think if anything, it's the amount of coverage that he's getting has kind of maybe put his numbers down just a little bit. But I think as you see some other guys trying to make plays happen, he's going to go back to, to where he was, where he's been at. I mean, you see him at practice, you see him, um, and some of the plays he makes during the game, um, I, you don't think, uh, there'd be any chance of retirement anywhere soon in coming anywhere soon. And he hasn't said anything to me about it. So, uh, I think I'd be the first one to know if that, if that's in his mind. You mentioned that you're always kind of <laughs> You know, the playoffs, it's always a push, it's always a focus for you. But do you follow where you are? Are you aware where you guys are in the playoff seedings? There's plenty of websites you can click and see whether you're the one seed, the yeah. two seed, the three seed. Do you track that? Yeah, I mean, I know if we win all our games the rest of the year, we'll be playing Arrowhead. So, <laughs> you, I mean, it's an advantage playing Arrowhead. So, I'll, we're going to try to do whatever we can to win those football games. But we got a lot of great challenges ahead. Patrick, one of the things that uh, Andy talked about was these other teams have rest more rest than you guys have coming up and you guys I guess that's sleep a doc talking about sleep management mm -hmm. and all that stuff is that new stuff for you in the last couple of years and how is having a couple of kids at home getting more important to find a way to manage that sleep and get your rest before you
well, f first, uh, Brittany crushes to sleep. The kids have been sleeping for like 12 hours since they were like three months old. So that I've been lucky. Cause I know uh, other parents that it hasn't been that that fortunate. So that that doesn't bother me at all. But uh, I think uh, it, it's cool to hear uh, Dr. T talking about the, the sleep and how to, how much benefit you can get from sleep. Uh, I've been a big big on sleep for a while I, i'm, I'm kind of one of those night owls i like to stay up late and so i've tried to really force myself to, to go to sleep and I, I track it with the whoop and everything like that so I, you can see the recovery scores and um rest is rest i mean we're playing football let's just go out there and play football and see what happens i just want to know if you if you spent any thanksgiving day time watching packers lions and what's your impressions of green bay yeah, no, I, I got the catch about from the end of the second quarter, uh, kind of through the second half, just with our practice schedule. And they've been playing great football all year. I've watched a lot of their games just because we've played some similar opponents, um, obviously. And so uh, Jordan's gotten better and better at every single game. He's always at the talent. But you, when you get more and more reps, I mean, he, he didn't play for uh, three years, basically. So he's gotten more and more reps. You can see how much more comfortable he's getting. Um, they got playmakers everywhere. Um, and their defense can play. they got a lot of guys that can play football. And so it'll be a great challenge for us. And um, they're a hot football team that just beat another great football team, so they have confidence coming in. So um, we have to try to match that confidence and find a way to win a football game. Support for this episode comes from Viator. Sure, a good souvenir is always fun, but it's the experiences that people love the most about traveling. When you get back home, that t-shirt might fade and that snow globe might break, but it's those once-in-a-lifetime memories that will last. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like architectural sightseeing, snorkeling excursions, sunset cruises, and so much more. With Viator, you can reserve everything from simple tours to thrilling adventures with over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries. Whether you're a foodie, a history buff, or an adrenaline junkie, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you can have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Make memories that will last forever with Viator. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Absolutely. Um, such a historic feel. Um, for all the Super Bowls and the Lombardi, the, just the history of the field is uh, it's amazing. So I'm always looking forward to playing in such an environment, similar to KC's, right? Are you, have you noticed like, the evolution of Jordan Love, how he's progressed in that role? Yeah, he's, um, he's been progressing ever since they gave him the opportunity to get their starting job. And, you know, he learned a lot on the Aaron and um, kind of have some of his mechanics. So then um, their team is on a roll, I think a three, four game winning streak. Um, Matt LaFleur is a heck of a coach and that offense is early. Chris, did it mean anything in particular to you to see Andy become the Chiefs winningest coach and, and get, get that distinction 
after after you guys won the other day. That's always remarkable to be able to play on Andy Reid, man. Just his his journey, uh, what he's been able to do at multiple organizations. I think one of the only coaches to have a be the winningest coach in two organizations just tell you his commitment to this game of football and how he's such a pioneer in this league. What is uh, what has Reid meant to your career personally on a personal level? He's been amazing. He's been like the. <laughs> Uh, don't kill me for this, like the white father in my life. <laughs> He's been very inspirational. Um, I look at his son, Brett Reed, He's like a brother to me. Uh, his wife, Sparkles, you know, she's like a mother to me too. So, you know, for me, he's been family. Can you elaborate on that a little too? I mean, how does somebody become a father figure when he's also your coach? I and mean, that's, that's... Um, just... <laughs> Through the journey of life, man, you, you know, um, through my adversity of life, um, whether it's me coming in late and we're having those talks, those mature talks, or uh, just having little five-minute conversations about life and getting a laugh out of it, I think those small things in life goes a long way. Chris, going back to the last game, you guys had a nice game after those first three possessions. Anything that you could point to looking back that maybe changed for you guys mid-game? I think defense kind of honed in, uh, most importantly. We played fundamental football. I think early on we kind of got out of our gaps, playing not like we usually been playing over the course of this year, but we was able to make a few adjustments, uh, play fundamentally sound, and wrap them up when we had that opportunity. Coach said that he heard like you know stuff on the sidelines, the right things he wants to hear when things are not going well from leaders and stuff like that. Can you kind of take us through what it was like being down Fourteen had given up those those touchdowns and kind of the message you guys had as a defense on the sideline there during that game to turn it. Um, I think it's more so, especially when you're going down facing adversity. I think it's uh, it, it, it's a stronger force when you guys are together, um, not pointing fingers, especially <coughs> in the midst of adversity and stand together. Once we stay together, we kind of hard to be. We're a hard team to be when we're all on the same page, and I think that was mainly the. The, the focal point of helping us get back in the game. Chris, I asked you about the fourth down back of the game. You said, hopefully Spags doesn't kill me for this. What was just the reaction when you rewatched back that backward? We haven't talked about it yet, man. We heard. <laughs> Listen, um, it was a good job, right? Um, if I would have missed it, I would have got cussed out. So, you know, that's all I can say about it. Anybody else? Thank you, guys. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com.